0: Welcome to the Saturday Night Soft podcast. He is Chris Marlon. I am Kyle Garro. Marlon, it is Casual Friday. We go. We're not drinking today. We're not drinking. Yeah,
1: today. it doesn't feel like Casual Friday.
0: It's it's different because what we did today was something uh, a little bit unique, and this is going to test our producer Will because we did like we just did four interviews for this essentially. Yeah. Um, we did a, an essentially like a catch up with our best friends episode. We talk to Peter Burns, Jacob Hester, and Tom Hart, sort of the uh, the dynamic trio of, of guests. Yeah. Shots fired, Chris Doring. No, I'm kidding. Doring is <laughs> part of that. Dari's part of that. You know, those are guys too. But um, great to be able to just catch up with those guys, hear how they're handling the quarantine. All of them have multiple kids, which sounds like not that fun to deal with in the quarantine. Maybe I'm alone in that. I don't know.
1: I, did I get? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not alone in that, but it's usually not the best thing to say to somebody with kids. Probably. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah you you're kids did right that. now, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Leave that to me. Um, so hold on, real quick. Did I get a? Did I get a new dog today? Was that? Was that real? Let
0: the people, let the people determine it. Let, it Respond, Marlar might have worked out a deal with Peter Burns to be able to get his dog. I'm not sure. Comments in the Facebook group yeah. on whether or not you think Marlar just worked out a deal to trade football for a dog, I think. I, I don't well, know.
1: Well, we've been talking about getting a new dog anyway, so that's like if he wants to get rid of that dog, we will take that dog.
0: Are you really talking about getting getting a new dog?
1: Yeah, because Casey just gets so sad, Like especially when we're both here. We're both working and can't like talk to him. But also we know flat out that... If we get another dog, I will not love it as much as Queso. And I'll, I'll make sure he knows it, too.
0: What kind so. of dog do you guys think about?
1: Either a Retriever or another Corgi. Mm. Ideally Gru- a Corgi, but they're also you're so like, territorial and they shed so much.
0: Yeah, that's true. I had a Golden Retriever my entire childhood. It was great. They are yeah. very, very good dogs. Very and they good smile, dogs. too. Yeah, well, of course Molly smiled. Molly was a good pup. Molly was a really good pup. Um, had a lot, a lot of fun though, getting to catch up with, with all those guys. And then we did something a little bit different at the end with our guy, Jay Woody, back to back casual Friday pods with Jay Woody. Might I add this new segment that we're trying out is called stump Marler. And it essentially relies it's on, It's called the, are
1: you smarter than an 85 Percenter?
0: Uh, a bit wordy? We can, we could we can work on that. We can chop it down. It's the graphic itself is better than the name. I'll say That's that fair. the graphic that you came up with is very, very good. Um, but we essentially are trying to give Marler some trivia, test that big ol' SEC brain of his, and see if we can slip a couple past him. So that's going to be at the end with Jay Woody as well. He kind of came up with this concept and, and all the questions and stuff through the Facebook group. So uh, trying that out. And yeah, we have our, our three interviews. So before we get to all of that fun, Marler, tell us about our friends at Bet Online.
1: Woo! making me rich um yeah guys go i've said it every week go over to betonline.ag today set up an account um we missed out on march madness we couldn't gamble on exciting buzzer beaters and games like that but you know what's even more exciting than that connor playing poker for the first time since college and apparently still killing it so i made a thousand dollars i made nine nine forty last night not a thousand jeez But, um, yeah, things have been going really well on that front. So make sure you get on over to betonline.ag today. And, you know, hopefully things will go well for you as well. We're also talking about, and I don't want to get anybody's hopes up, but we're trying to organize an SDS pod poker night. With our friends at Bet Online, I so stay tuned for that. It could be a lot of fun. But in the meantime, even if it doesn't work out, you can gamble on table tennis. You can gamble on simulated Madden football games. They actually have real lines and over unders and all that kind of stuff. And because we are all anticipating that college ball will not be canceled, uh, they have already they have betting lines for the biggest games of the year. They have team win totals and the odds to win the national championship.
0: Good stuff as always. I think we have maybe two football-related questions uh, in these entire interviews. And you asked both of them, so credit yeah. to you. Yeah. Credit to you. Um, but, yes, we have Peter Burns is going to be first, and then we've got Hester coming in after, and then Tom Hart, and then we will close with Stump Marler. So let's kick it to our interviews and all the fun that we had today. We're now excited to be joined by a very special guest. It is our good friend, Peter Burns. PB, I I gotta ask. We haven't talked to you since all this stuff went down, and Marler and I, our regular segments on your show, as you see this morning, have been—you know—they've been delayed. They—we don't want to say they've been canceled. They've at least been postponed. So I haven't been able to ask you this question. Okay, good. That's good. Wanted wanted to check with that. So that's that's good. We got that out of the way. We couldn't afford Um,
2: the deal is with with everything going on, boys. We couldn't afford your salaries for the weekly hits. So we had to just kind of. Yeah, we had to wait for the the protection payment plan or whatever our stimulus checks to get in for SEC this morning. So they haven't hit quite yet. Um, So when they do, you guys will be back on, so we can afford you.
1: Nice. I I said you you didn't have to pay me. You could just pay me in tigers. Just give me like wild (laughs) animals.
2: Is it sad that I kind of know the going rate of a baby tiger now? Like that. We all do. (laughs) It's
1: not good. It's not good. Definitely not good. (laughs)
0: PB, I got to imagine the, um, this, you know, the quarantine stuff, it's brutal, it's difficult dealing with, you know, having, having kids now that you have two, two young kids, that's, that's a challenge in itself. But I imagine you're just getting really angsty because every day that passes, you can't get on the golf course and finally get a hole in one. Is that the feeling that you have going through all this? Well, that just uh,
2: ends the podcast, boys. So appreciate being <laughs> on. Uh, thank you for rubbing that in. Yeah, I mean, the fact that that's become such a thing that McElroy got the hole in one before I did. And sure enough, Barrett Salee, you know, Twitter Sports yesterday or a couple of days ago had a tweet saying, What's the best rivalry in all the best oh, rivalry God. in anything? And it was like Peter Burns versus hole in one. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm glad that. That's where we've reached the part of the quarantine where making fun of my golf game is, is there. So um, it's, it's brutal, man. It's, again, it's kind of weird because I don't know where you guys, you know, how the weather's been for y'all, but, like, here in Charlotte, it's 68 degrees, absolutely perfect. I'm looking at it right now. not a cloud in the sky. It's like out a Disney movie, and yet you're like, well, you're not really supposed to be doing anything. I think that's, like, I think we would be, we're affected by it even more because it's springtime where we should be playing right. SEC baseball and all this stuff. As opposed to had it hit us in the dead of winter, where we're like, "All right, nobody wants to go outside anyway. It's nasty. We understand." I think that's why it's kind of messing with our brains right now.
0: PB, I a, a little time
1: right now.
2: No, oh, mm. brutal. Jeez.
0: It's The worst. PB, a little peel behind the onion here. So uh, before we 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 started recording here, you were telling us that you are just now getting into Love Is Blind. Which welcome to the party. Better better late mm. than never, but your most fired take after watching two episodes of that?
2: Um, that, well, I don't know any of the characters uh, yet. I will say this. It's more about the experience of Love is Blind because we were like, all right, we just finished Ozark Season 3, which was incredible. Oh, like Tom. Ozark, like it was it was mind-blowing uh, how good it was. Um, and so, you know, you go into, all right, we need something a little bit more lighter Uh, on a lighter fare and I had seen you guys talking about it and kind of tweeting about it. And I'm like, all right, let's give this a try. So I blame you in the first 20 minutes. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, what am I doing at this? And by I'm no, no lie guys. At the end of the episode one where this guy decides to propose spoiler alert, this guy proposes after (laughs) like three days of, and never seeing this person saying, I love you. Like I'm, I'm like, you know, like whenever you watch a horror movie, or like at the end of a ball game where you have to get up off of your couch and you put your hands over your yes. eyes and you could barely watch. Like, I'm doing that based on some stupid Netflix dating show. And I'm like, I was so nervous uh, on whether or not they were going to like each other. And I'm like, this is, this is where my life is at right now. I'm not, I'm not proud to say that I, uh, I have, I'm, I'm
0: all in on Love is Blind right now. And soon you're going to be watching The Bachelor. And you're gonna join the rest of but, these. But what's the difference? Like, so I need sphere. to know.
2: Like, I everyone has done. I'll this, take this the one. Bachelor yep. thing, and I need to know. Like, am, is this like, is this a gateway drug of reality show to watch? It's not Bachelor.
1: Okay. No, you're you're totally fine. Listen, like, it's a seam- seamless transition. Honestly, this season of The Bachelor, of would agree with this. Was like the worst season ever. It sucked. It, like, it was. I felt like it was like watching Bama Bama's defense against LSU or Auburn this year because I just kept screaming like, "How could you do this? How could you do this, Peter?" Like, <laughs> Love Is Blind is is totally different because um, I'll just say it: half, at least half the people on that show aren't like self-respecting people. Like, at least people on The Bachelor are, are like wearing suits and look like they're respectable people. Love is right. Blind is just like, hey, I'm going to go in this dungeon room and I want to talk to you for a couple of days and we're going to fall in love. And then they do. That, that one couple, the guy with the red hair and the blonde, that was the most awkward, awkward proposal of all time because he went on and on and on and then she cut him off and then she started proposing to him back.
2: Wait, so, and that's where I'm at. So I'm, I, maybe that's episode three. And I, by the way, seriously, Marlar, if you just spoil this for me, I'm, I'm not you talking definitely to you for did. a long time. Because I'm at to the point where she's like, I have something to say. And then it cuts, and it's like, okay, let's go to the next episode.
1: So you just freaking spoiled it Oh, man. Unbelievable. Oh, that's a tough one. I just, Listen, you didn't want to a-hole. be in the room when that happened anyway. It, it is oh, – I'm not that's... embellishing this when I say it all. It was the most uncomfortable moment I've ever seen on TV.
2: So, so let me ask you this. So, okay, so where do we rank these things? And by the way, I'm sure you all had other things you want to talk about. I know you got to talk to Hester and Hart today, but screw them, honestly. Um you guys keeping me uh, entertained <laughs> today. So where does this rank like where where do we rank on the on on the on the rankings of Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, Temptation Island, um oh. like all of these different dating reality shows? Like what what's what's the Alabama or actually I should say the LSU uh of, of oh, dating okay. shows? Here we Ooh. Go. Still the
0: Bachelor? Cutter. Yeah, Marler, this is, I mean, we agree on this, right? Like, this is, The Bachelor is the, I, it I'm is the powerhouse. I'm not going to
1: anything that just said LSU has now taken this this, I'll, I'll say this. Of, of dating shows.
0: Okay, it's it's the powerhouse. The Bachelor yeah. is the, it's it's the GOAT. It is the ultimate reality TV show for dating. In my opinion, it's the ultimate reality TV show, and that's why it's been on the air for about 20 years now, and it's, it's so stood gone. the test of time. I mean, that's, that's a crazy thought in itself. But, like, the other stuff, Temptation Island... Uh, like, Bachelor in Paradise is, is background noise. It's background noise when it's the dog days of summer and there's nothing else on TV, and you're like, I just want to watch football. That's all I want to do on my Monday night, but whatever. Bachelor in Paradise is on. I guess this will happen, and you just kind of do other stuff. But Bachelor is appointment viewing.
1: I mean, Connor's yeah, in, a, in a fantasy league. Two. Two. No, and, and again, Lauren, Lauren, Lauren and, and Matty Lou
2: Chandler was in one, one, one year, and I was like, I just can't do it. And they legit would wa- watch it, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, I got three points for that. So I'm like, that's the dumbest thing. And then I started realizing, is it any dumber for somebody who doesn't like football to watch a grown man talk about, oh, I got a P, you know two points for the PPR and, uh, and a touchdown here, and I need my defense to hold them to less than 21 points. So I guess it's all relevant, right?
1: Same thing. Yeah. That's, yeah, exactly the same. Gambling is gambling. It's, it's, it's loved and desired everywhere. Um, okay, so I, I got a question for you, and we, we didn't take any serious ones here today because it's, it's the casual Friday episode, but I want to know that hole-in-one thing. I know it irks you still. Yeah. If you could go, if you, if you knew you would have at least one or two hole-in-ones through, like, at some point throughout the rest of your life, but LSU wasn't going to win a national title, for the next 10 years and wasn't going to beat Bama for the next five. Would you do it?
2: Jesus. This is like trying to decide which one of my kids to save, in a, you know. In, in so, if think or, of if it like this. Like, just uh, think you about know what? just what happened
1: the previous nine years. In the
2: la- Well, yeah, you know what? All I needed was this year. I got to be honest with you. Right now, like, I'm, I'm good. Like, when you win a national title, when you win a title of any sort, and this used to be, you know, when I lived in San Antonio back with the Spurs, like, When you win a title, you get you get basically four years of I don't really give a crap about anything else. Um, Like you're going to be disappointed, yeah. You want your team to be good, but as long as you can win a title, you get like at least four years. It's that fifth year that all of a sudden I'd have an issue with. Like you know, the four years, okay? uh, Because I don't expect LSU to to compete. I, I expect them to be decent in the West this year if we get a college football season, but. No, I think they end up being like a nine and three team if they play twelve games. But um, I, I, I'm going to take the hole in one. I'm going to take the hole in one. you know what? Here's the deal. I don't want the hole in one. I want to give it to my dad, who's never had a hole in one. He's played even longer than I have. So if I can, if I can do a package deal to where my dad gets the hole in one, but I got to give up LSU winning any type of title for five years and, and beating and losing to Bamba for five years, I'm going to have my dad make the hole in one. How about that?
1: I, yeah, okay, so I just was trying to uh, just kind of get under your skin about the LSU comment, and then I did not realize you were going to come off being, like, the nicest dude ever and, and say that as your answer. So no.
2: Well, I just want to— That was I mean, good, listen, yeah. Marla, was perfect. You perfect. You, you already spoiled it for me, uh, and so I just want to see how big of an a-hole I can get you to look in the 50s <laughs> over here on the, on the phone. And so far, you're doing a pretty good job of it, my friend. I'm not going to lie.
1: I know. I've, I've given it a, a pretty good head start for the first 33 years, so a lot of people are just catching on now. Um, okay, next question here. Next question. Uh, your birthday was on Friday, right? Uh, I
2: guess, yeah. Whenever whenever you get past the age of 30, I feel like everyone, like, has to kind of remind you that it's your birthday. But, yes, uh, it was Friday the big
1: 4-1. Big 4-1. Happy okay. birthday. Thank you. So, I want to know, not, not the PG version. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be an R version, but what is your greatest birthday ever. Like we had we talk about this all the time. Allie for my thirty second birthday rented a bouncy house and and bought like three hundred dollars worth of tacos and it was the greatest day ever. So what was your greatest Uh, birthday ever? Um
2: so my greatest birthday ever was probably I wanna say 2013 before I went to before I started working for S C C network, my um not even fiance at the time my girlfriend lauren who is now my wife and mother of my beautiful children um said hey don't pack anything At like 6 a.m she says you know listen tomorrow morning i got a surprise for you and i was doing morning radio in denver not thinking anything of it and so that morning she's like go take a shower we gotta head to the airport i'm like what she's like yes i was like i got my show they're like trust me i've already talked to it like Talk to your 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 co host, you are off for the next couple of days. I'm like, what in the world? So what ends up happening is I had never been to Hawaii before. And she wow. goes, We're going on a trip. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're going to I think we're going to Maui and stuff like that. And so I'm pumped. So we get into the airport and all of a sudden we're we're taking a trip. Now from Denver, you would think we we're heading out west to Miami or to Maui. All of a sudden we get on the flight and we're headed to Dallas from Denver. I'm like, what the, why the hell would we go to – like, this doesn't make any sense. And so we get off in Dallas, and I'm like, where the hell are we going? And then we go into the next, um, the next stop for our connection, and it says Augusta, Georgia. My freaking oh, girlfriend man. takes me to the Masters. So she was a big client of CBS at the time, so we got to go on the whole legit, like – not butler's cabin, but do the whole deal where they rented the house, private chef. I mean, just out of control. So we do that. And we're like, and I get absolutely hammered that, that first night. there. Yeah. They've got like all the tequila. I mean, I'm, I'm in a bad way. And so the next morning we wake up and she wakes me up at eight o'clock and it's my birthday. And she's like, wake up, wake up. I'm like, Lauren, I'm about to puke. Like I'm going to go lay down in the shower <laughs> for like 30 minutes. Like I'm just hammered still. And she goes, you need to get downstairs right now. We're going to the tournament. I'm like, we can go to the tournament a little bit later. Like, let me just Let me get my mind right. And she's like, no, get downstairs now. So I'm like, damn it. All right. So I hop in a shower. I walk downstairs. And sure enough, she had flown in my dad for what? me God. and my dad to go to the Masters that day on my birthday. And so after that, oh. I realized, yeah, I'm going to have to get engaged. So, uh, yeah. Jeez. So I got engaged. Also. Yada, yada, yada. When you we said goat
1: wife, you birthday. meant it. Seriously, so... Like, that, that, that is uh, just a goat move, man.
2: Uh, I, I had to get married at that point. Even if she was an Alabama yes. fan, I was like, all right. I, I, <laughs> even with your Sims against you, um, you know, even my dad, who's a diehard LSU fan, was like, yeah, she took it to the Masters. You pretty much need to put a ring on this one. And sure enough, that summer, I, I ended up doing it, so... Smart
1: That's moves. awesome, man. Smart I think the, the biggest thing I've learned from that story is that I'm never going to ask you a question again because I, I, where I thought it was going... <laughs> It did not go there. That was that was awesome though. Also, well, I hope you Allie thought it was going to this. be like bottle service and strippers and. and I thought it was going to be a see, know, yeah, a Doring thing like Chris Doring. Yeah, show. we went to Vegas yeah. for like 28 hours and stayed up the whole time. Didn't wear a shirt once. Yeah, it was <laughs> me and
2: Dana Holgerson and all these. No, and,
1: uh, <laughs> Kevin Sumlin were hanging out. No, it was not one of those
2: nights. It's uh, another another story about my dad. Look at me getting all sentimental with you guys. Jeez, unreal.
1: Yeah, you know we bring out the best in people. I think. Well, I mean, Connor does. But um, yeah, okay, we're true. gonna close out with a uh, with two minute drill, and um, you've you've played it several times before. We're just gonna ask you a bunch of random questions. They're all gonna be COVID nineteen or quarantine based questions for the most part. So
0: hopefully Topical, you've been studying
1: like and you're you're ready to go on that and uh, and can speak on the subject. So are you ready? Let's go. Do it. First question: What's the best show you've binge watched during quarantine? Uh
2: still uh Ozark, but McMillions, we're starting right now, and it's pretty decent. But Ozark Season oh, 3 good. without it out.
1: Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll have to talk about that off air sometime, because I, I didn't like Season 3 until the very end. But anyway, second question. honest Honesty Hour here. How many showers are you legit taking a week? Mm.
2: Uh, three-ish, maybe? Uh, yeah. you Yeah. Know, uh, that's all right. I'm going all natural. It feels nice, though. This is the longest I've gone without wearing makeup in a long time, boys. So I, I feel
1: like my skin's <laughs> refreshed. There you go. The um, first place you're going when people are allowed to frolic about and cough on each other in public again?
2: Um, to drop off my kids at school, and I've never been so excited about that in my life. How about that? Like, <laughs> like, but, but seriously, um i i kind of want to just go to omaha because we're not gonna have the college world series Mm -hmm. and i fell in love with that city and so uh i think i want to go to omaha just because it feels like we should go there this year even though we're not having the the, the baseball year baseball season
1: okay i like that um what sec coach you can't be coach o since you're an lsu guy what sec coach would you most want to quarantine with
2: uh dan mullen Mullen's my boy man like you know we, we spent some time with him this summer and his family and so we get along and plus he's a huge golfer and so we'll just we'll just play golf and and, and probably have 11D cocktails each and every night <laughs> all right i like that
1: answer uh more dominant which one
2: wait, real quick real quick which one's y'all
1: oh connor you go first I I probably go Stoops.
0: Um, Stoops would be fun to golf with because his his reactions I think would be good too and you know that he can loosen up a little bit. Like he would have those moments where he'd get so mad at himself for a bad shot, but then he'd be able to like have a few beers with you and kind of kind of lighten the mood a little bit. I think Stoops would be a fun person Stoops to golf with. Stoops low
2: Stoops low key is the man. I didn't know like yeah. he loves going to Vegas as well too and he's a big golfer and so uh and he's got some connections so stoops low-key is a good one who do you
1: got marler i see it. mike leach i think it's like a, a popular answer but he would drive me crazy um i i just would i would feel emasculated just being within like 100 yards of Kocho. so i don't want to do that uh i would probably say i think Champ.
2: Mm. yeah i can see w- I mean, will seems like, like kind of cool yeah yeah, Will would be good. And I think Kirby as well, too. I think once you get Kirby away from just the competitiveness of football, like I spent True. some time in the spring tour around Kirby, and Kirby and Will are, I mean, basically the same dude, man. They, they, uh, yeah. they, they, they will have a blast,
1: absolutely. Plus, we can't get haircuts right now. If there's anyone knows how to cut their own hair, it's Kirby Smart. So there you go. Um, all right, time. next question. Yeah. What time is an acceptable time to start drinking during the day now that everyone's working from home? Um, I, I feel like it has to have
2: at least double digits. I feel like 9.45 is too early, but 10 a.m., then at least you can say, yes. you know what, at least it's almost lunchtime. So I, I feel like it has to have double digits in the morning. So you, it is an a.m. number, though.
1: Love it. Love it. Uh, a lot of bonus points there. Okay, so since you are at home um, with your two children, um, and I know Bo, Bo's like what? she two or three now? She has two and a half. Two and a half, okay. So, give me your hottest take from a Disney movie or a kids movie that you've had to watch.
2: Um, that low key, I think Anna was even a better character than Elsa in Frozen. And I think she might've been a little bit better looking as well, too. So, I'm going oh. uh, Anna over Say it Elsa louder for the people
1: in the back, PB. Yeah. Just preach, brother. Spon-off. <laughs> yes, um, what is more boring? Quarantine or the Big Ten noon games, like not not the good uh, one on Fox, but like the other ones like on ESPN. You like
2: like Indiana versus uh, yeah. Easy, I don't even know who easy, else. yeah, yeah. It would be uh, it would be Big Ten uh, games. Although I would say maybe some Pac twelve. No, you know what Pac twelve actually has a little was... bit of fire. I'm going to go with the Big Ten, uh, the 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 C game of the Big Ten network. We'll put it that way.
1: Okay, I like that. Uh, we just got a grill. I have no idea what I'm doing with it. What's your favorite thing to grill? I, you know what, I, as stupid as this sounds, I,
2: uh, I go burgers because burgers, there's a certain art form in doing it right. Uh, so just start small and go, and go do thin patty burgers, get your timing right, and practice makes perfect, my friend. It's all about reps. You need like some spring practice reps on the grill to get yes. ready for tailgating season.
1: PB, you know what Allie, the first thing she picked up at the damn store was? A, f- a flank oh. steak.
2: Yeah, like, it was like a the rib. size of my head. Yeah, it's like, uh, no, let's just, let's, why don't you start with the hot dogs first? Um, right. <laughs> in fact, actually, go go find you a George Foreman grill just to get the logistics ready and then understand it, and then you can you can start using those skills over to the actual grill
1: itself. Yeah, I just can't wait to start making bagel bites on that thing, so there we go. Uh, mm, last question, go. and keep in mind, we do have a producer on the show that we can bleep this out, so feel free to yep. say whatever comes from your heart, I would give up blank for football season.
2: Uh, I would give up my. I, you know what? It, it, this is easy. I would give up my two dogs for football season. What uh, the corgis? Dang! I'm yeah, Peyton and Saban. Only because who I'm giving them up to is you, Marler, because I know you love corgis. Oh my Duvall. gosh! Um, plus, one of the one of the dogs keeps in my office, so every day that I come in <laughs> to do my Sirius XM radio. It's like a basically like blank you to myself. Like, hey, man, um, and I'm pretty sure it's Peyton and not Saban. I think Saban's a little bit more disciplined, all about the pooping process. But uh, Peyton basically just gives me a little middle finger every once in a while, and she just decides to drop a deuce. And I roll in there, and I'm like, God dang it. Like, unbelievable. So, yeah, it's my my dog. i will happily take that dog.
1: Oh, hey, trust me.
2: I'll
1: pay for the shipping easily. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, honestly, Allie's birthday is coming up on the 31st of May, so I'll talk to you off air about this. Let me add up these points here. You know, usually it's around 69 points. We're going to go a different direction. We're going to give you the dream that you've had your entire life and have never been able to achieve on your own. You got one point. It's a, a one. hole-in-one. Oh, one. Nice no. one Oh, he ties it McElroy all together. actually did it in zero shots, so it was even better, though. Yeah. Oh,
2: Mac but you- next time you have McIlroy on, you got to ask him. Dude, his, his son is... I love kids but his son's haircut we're going to have to have some issues with it and I, and oh, wow. like he his kid already has bama bangs and it's it's troubling the <laughs> least. <laughs> Oh, McIlroy's
0: been ducking us for a while. Like he's been ducking us for a solid two years. We've been very close to making that happen, and then it always something always goes wrong at the last minute. Wait, so do you need this... him?
2: Are you? Do you think you want me to get you McIlroy? I can get you McIlroy if you take my dogs Marlar and Connor and and y'all y'all. Get yes, give me the dogs. Regardless,
1: point. we'll take the dogs. Deal. Okay, I'll
2: I'll, I'll get you I'll get you McIlroy just because we can't afford your normal weekly hits for our show. How about
0: that? Perfect. Perfect. That sounds good. Beautiful. PB. This has been fun. I hope you're doing well. I hope you have a plan for uh, for a haircut or something like that. I hope <laughs> quarantine is not, not being too hard on you and too hard on your, your pooping pups.
2: Put uh, some makeup uh, on your I face, you, man. I, I, know, I know. I will tell you this, though. You guys have been great on social media and, and the website as well, too. It's been really good. It's all the stuff y'all have been putting up because, like, again – like we're just craving content right now, and so the fact that you guys are still pumping it out there and having fun with this stuff, I've, we definitely appreciate it. Because what I try to do is steal like ninety percent of what you guys write and actually think about <laughs> for my radio shows. So uh, thank y'all for doing Perfect. all the hard work and making it easy for me. So
1: <laughs> no problem,
0: man. No problem. PB, we will. Uh, we'll talk soon, man.
2: All right, later, boys.
0: All right, later, appreciate man. it. Thanks. We're now excited to be joined by a very special guest. It is. One of our good buddies, Jacob Hester. Um, Hester, I, I've got to ask, you know, I saw that video of you serving food to your four boys. And I'm like thinking to myself, you know, the quarantine, all this stuff is difficult. Marla and I don't have kids. You know, we, we have our significant others and stuff. Like we, we have pets. But then I thought, you know who's probably ha- got it really difficult right now? The dude that has four <laughs> boys. How in the world are you surviving, and I, I have nothing else but, but respect for I have more respect for you now than ever.
3: Well, yeah, so I do have four boys, and I've always said, you know, Philip Rivers was my mentor when I first got to the league, so <laughs> I still actually got a little bit of ways to go there. But, no, hey, they like putting their legs under a table, man, going out to eat. We do it every Friday night. The boys pick the restaurant, and, you know, they haven't left the house. Uh, since that Thursday that the NCAA tournament got canceled, uh, that was their last day of school and we've been overly cautious with them. And so they haven't left the house and they were starting to ask, you know, Hey dad, can we go out to eat? And my wife who's much smarter than I am said, Hey, let's, let's do a little deal where we create, you know, maybe a little cantina in the backyard there. And so I became the server and I was trying to be as authentic as possible, right? I wanted to make sure that they were served the right way in the, uh, the the right order And uh, we had a lot of fun with it, though. So, uh, as you all know, man, just trying to find things to keep everybody busy, to make sure that they're staying home and, and doing the right things and also keeping the sanity as well.
0: I'm reminded that that's, that's your everyday life and not to say that it doesn't come without all the benefits. Yeah, you know, like having kids and all the, you know, rewarding things that comes with that as, as a parent and all that stuff. But I, I get reminded when I see videos like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, he goes home to that and he has four kids that probably like are, are have to be going crazy right now. Like, have you had a point during all of this where you've just been like, you know, if we could just have sports back, just give me that that escape, life would be good. Or is it, you know, it's smooth sailing right now. I'll tell you
3: what, um, you know, there's obviously not a lot of good that's come from the coronavirus and everything that's done to impact our country. But if I had to say, you know, something that I hope stays the same when everything gets back to normal is my sons have actually kind of put down the electronics for the most part. And when I get home, from my radio show they're ready to play front yard football and and we spend so much more time outside uh you look in my neighborhood and there can be at one time 30 families either biking or walking together having you know a picnic in their front yard and it truly feels like a throwback to like the 1960s when that's just the way of life and that's what everybody did so that part of it has truly been refreshing like when i get home uh, you know, I do the serious show, we, we tape that in the morning, and then we do our, our local show in Baton Rouge. And by the time I get home, there's four boys ready to play some football. It's, it's two on two. Uh, Dad's the all-time quarterback. Let's just say they've made many, many comments about how I'm nowhere close to a Joe Burrow. <laughs> but, but we find a way. By the end of it, by the end of it, it turns into a bunch of uh, read option and jet sweeps because Dad just can't make the throws.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. I, I love that. I love it. And I was going to ask you if you were all time quarterback or all time fullback and if there's one that you prefer. But I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Can't really have dad be all time fullback, too, as gritty as that would be. Just
3: just to uh, stroke my ego every once in a while, my wife, who's extremely athletic, will grab the football. She'll be the quarterback, and I'll say, uh, hey uh, Jackson, who's my oldest, come guard dad because I've got to get the ego up just a little bit after the seventh <laughs> throw that goes into the ground and takes a nosedive. I've got to double move a ten-year-old to make myself feel better.
1: <laughs> just truck him. Just I mean, just hit the truck stick one time. They'll never say it again. True. <laughs> That's
3: really true. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think the wife would like me treating my sons like uh, you know That's Florida a good deep in the back. <laughs>
0: Hester, you know, I I thought about how LSU, a a lot of people were going to be talking about, oh, the hangover narrative, can they sort of avoid that at the start of the season and all those different things. I think LSU should be exempt from all this because I think the world, the sports world collectively, is gonna be, you know, given the hangover narrative excuse. I think LSU is sort of off the hook for all that stuff. Is that kind of like the, the vibe? Like the the playing field has been sort of leveled because with all of this inactivity, it's kinda of like, well, LSU doesn't really have that that kind of built in thing anymore that people are gonna be able to say about them if they if they don't perform up to you know the LSU standard.
3: Right. Well, I think the standard will always be there because even when LSU was struggling in the in the early 90s, there, early, uh, early to mid 90s, I should say, uh, that expectation level was still extremely high. That's just that comes with a territory and a passionate fan base. But one thing that I think will you know will benefit LSU is the fact that they were breaking in so many new people. You look at passing game coordinator. You look at defense coordinator with Bo Pelini. You look at all the different coaches that have been on the move and new coaches that have come in. And, of course, you have, you know, 16 players at at the combine, so you're losing all of that talent. Well, it was going to be a deal where you were trying to have spring football to play catch-up and get to know your guys, and you probably felt like those other teams had a leg up because they had people that were still in place. But now with with everybody not being able to really be in there day in and day out, I think the, the playing surface has kind of been leveled. A little bit uh, just because now these coaches that are new, they're not really trying to do everything on the run. It can be slowed down a little bit. So, Bull now, you know, can make sure that he's installing his defense at his own pace right now. So, I actually think that that was going to be a disadvantage just because they were breaking in so many new people where it's kind of leveled off a little bit.
1: So, yeah i mean we, we, i think as we mentioned earlier we had a interview with pb and we got one with tom hart later and like most of the questions we had were jokes but i wanted to ask like some actual questions like football wise with you the nfl draft obviously is next thursday lsu i think has a full nfl roster that's going to be drafted if i'm looking at this, <laughs> this sheet correctly mm-hmm. um i think Burrow's the obvious choice and and a lot of people obviously love like the the kind of underdog story that, that Jefferson was, but who are you most excited for to see his career that will most likely blossom in the NFL? Well,
3: yeah, I mean, you root for all of the LSU guys, but since that would be a gigantic, boring answer, I will pick out uh, <laughs> one guy in particular that I'm going to be rooting for forever. And I never thought that anybody could go above Matthew Matthews, my favorite all-time LSU player, but I think Clyde Edwards-Elaire did that yeah. this year. Yeah. Okay. Um, being able to see what he was able to do in this new offense, to know him on a personal level. He never complained, Uh, you know, last year when Nick Brossett was a lead back and Clyde would just kind of come in here and there in different spots, and he knew he had the skill set to succeed. Look at the Georgia game from 2018 where he really takes off because LSU ran more of the 2019-style offense in in that 2018 Georgia game, but he never complained, put his head down, went to work. And the way that he showed up this year on the biggest stage in the biggest games, that Alabama performance he had, the four touchdowns, everybody's going to talk about, you know, other players and big moments in that game. That was the Clyde edwards Lair show. That was his game. That was his moment, right? And you always try to have a moment as a player. And some of us are fortunate enough to have those. And people ask me all the time, do you ever get tired talking about the 07 Florida game? I said no, and I never will. That was a special <laughs> moment for a special group, man. I, I, I will go down every single fourth down in detail if you want me to because, man, you search for those moments. You want to have those. And I hope 40 years from now people are talking about the performance that Clyde edwards had at Tuscaloosa. We could go play-by-play. I mean, the spin move there at the goal line to make the defensive back miss to score a touchdown, the third-down catch at his shoelaces, and then converting that third down, uh, the four-minute offense to end the game. I mean, you name it. The touchdown before half, he was so big in that moment. But every time there was a big game, Clyde Everett DeLair showed up. And I love his work ethic. I love his style of play. In my opinion, he's a guy that can be NFL-ready from day one because – He's going to be a three-down back. He can pass protect. He had 55 catches a year ago. In the NFL, they're going to absolutely love that, the fact that they can trust their, their running back. And you know what else is going to happen is the quarterback's going to trust him. Joe Burrow was on Off the Bench, our morning show here in Baton Rouge, earlier this week, and he talked about the trust level that he had in Clyde and how they were best friends on and off the field because he knew you know, Clyde was going to do all the right things. Let me just tell you, um, and I've been in this situation in the NFL, you can be a first-round running back. If that quarterback doesn't trust you on third-down key protection, you're not getting in there. It's just not going to happen. He has to be able to know that if the safety comes from the backside or if they bring cowboy blitz from the corner off the backside, that he doesn't have to worry about that because he knows that his running back is going to pick that up. And Clyde Everett, gives you that from day one. And there's not a lot of backs, if any other backs, that I would trust more than Clyde edwards Lair moving forward, man. He might not be the most talented back in this draft. I know there's some DeAndre Swift and other guys in this this class, but i tell you what, from day one, I think he's a starter. I'm
1: fired up. I cannot tell you how much I regret asking that question. It's a sense of <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I just, yeah, it's just a I little, that little sprinkle that. of PTSD for me um no that, that game was and in the moment he had with his dad afterwards that was that was awesome yeah um the, the, the whole i mean the whole day was like obviously not for bam events but that was that was an incredible day to remember so um the other question i have is this so i i know i've been especially i don't want to say critical but kind of uh pessimistic in in terms of what lsu has coming back we know there's a lot of talent on the roster But it's, I think they're ranked 128th or 127th in terms of returning production from Bill Connolly's uh, stats that I don't understand on ESPN. So (laughs) give me the most optimistic answer. Um, Just, I mean, give me like an elevator pitch as to why nothing's going to happen. They're not going to like fall off at all. They're just going right back to to be an undefeated season. How does that happen?
3: I just think you can't allow it to creep into the program. You can't make excuses. You can't continue to talk about the 2019 season. It, It, Glorious as it was, right? Well, you got to cut bait. I've heard that from Scott Woodward, the AD, at spring practice. I remember seeing Coach O in February, and we're sitting there, and it's a quick conversation. He's like, hey, got to cut it. Got to cut it. We've got to move forward. I'm sitting there thinking, man, we just had the parade, and he's already <laughs> trying to cut it. He's ready to move on to the next season. And you have to have that mentality, man. You, you can't just sit there and rest on a championship. Y'all have heard me say this before. I, I, I feel like the 2008 LSU football team, didn't do what they, you know, needed to do to continue that championship from 07, right? Because you had that window where you win a championship and it's, okay, what do you do the next season? Now, they had some unfortunate events uh, released off the team, and we all know how that went down. But, man, look, this is a time to build. This is a chance to build on a championship. And, again, I'll go back to it, man, you play for LSU. It's not supposed to be a one-year flash in the pan deal. You play at LSU, this is expected to be year in and year out. That's what you recruit to right you recruit to have the best possible team every single year you don't it's not the nfl right like so the new orleans saints right now they're in a window they're in a window to win now we know that they're signing you know older veteran players you look at the time malcolm jenkins emmanuel sanders true Brees back and you understand it because it's the nfl you've got a three four year window to win championships and you have to do everything in your power to win those championships in that window it's not like that in college football in college football alabama Florida, Georgia, LSU, those teams are supposed to be good every single year. And the expectations for me are justified. They should be there, right? We see that all the tools that you have and all the players from the state of Louisiana to recruit to. And Coach O has that mentality. And so I don't think that, you know, you can use excuses. Yeah, you're going to lose a ton of players. But, hey, at the end of the day, you'll go back to it. This is LSU. And also, you might have the best defense and the best offensive players in the country, coming back yeah. to your team and Derek Stingley Jr. and Jamar Chase. So you have that. That's a pillar, right? You've got a pillar on offense and chase. You've got a pillar on defense with Stingley. You have to build on those pillars. And that's going to be the challenge for them. And, look, they got other pieces. Terrace Marshall is a stud receiver that if he doesn't get hurt last year, who knows what his numbers would have ended up. So, look, there's no room for excuses. And you won't hear one from Coach O or anybody around the LSU football program. And so, hey, Miles Brennan, you've been here a long time you've done everything the right way you did not take your ball and go home when you did not get named a starter at different times in your career this is your team now go get them Hoss.
1: that was good i'm was i'm pumped pumped firing dang
3: I'm
1: ready. Um, oh. so actually like i want to add one more question here because i think it, it would be kind of interesting this season more so than i think seasons past we always hear is florida catching up and closing the gap with with georgia um, and I don't, I don't feel like it comes to fruition as much as people say it's going right. to in, in the off season. Going into this season, do you do you think those two teams are, are a lot more evenly matched? Like, and who do you think wins the SEC East this year?
3: It's something that we've been talking about for multiple weeks. It intrigues me because you look at Florida's roster, and I think it's stacked. And I think a lot of Dan Mullen being able to know anybody not only in the in the conference but across the country and. Georgia's had a lot of turnover, and we've talked about turnover in this conversation, you know, and we talked Mm -hmm. about going to win now. Well, Georgia's trying to win now, right? You make a move at offensive coordinator. You bring Todd Monk in, who I have a lot of respect for. James Cole is no longer there. He's at A&M. Sam Pitt is no longer there. We all know he's at Arkansas. Now you bring Jamie Newman, a grad transfer, who had a lot of success at Wake Forest. How does that success translate into the SEC, uh, Georgia? That's going to be the biggest question mark. Scott Cochran a lifetime strength coach, one of the best in the country. Now, he's a special teams coordinator. Okay, well, what does that look like? And so, Georgia's almost looking at this deal like an NFL team, like, hey, man, we've been close. We've been to championship games. We've been in the Natty in overtime. We've won the SECs. We've been in Atlanta. we got to do something a little bit different, right? So, this is the year that they're trying that, that B plan. Okay, A didn't work. It almost got us there. Here's plan B. Can it get us to the finish line? And it's almost risky. I mean, there's, a, there's some big-time moves in there that you hope pay off if you're a Georgia Bulldog. But I don't think Florida's gotten any farther away from to answer your question. I think, if anything, they have closed the gap. I truly believe of returning guys who played at the quarterback position last year, I think Kyle Trask is the best guy. I saw yeah. what he did against the national champs in Baton Rouge. Uh, he has the skill set in a damn on offense to succeed. And so I, I think it all rests on his shoulders. But if I'm a Florida Gator fan, I truly believe that we've got a guy that can lead us to the promised land. But that's the game. You can be more talented yeah. than Georgia. You can have all this. You can be ready to play them. But until you go to Jacksonville and you take their best punch and you come out on top, we're all just blowing hot air because I think that Florida possibly could be the best team in the East this year. But until you get over that hurdle, we'll never know.
1: Okay, so Hester, we're going to get you out of here on fourth and wrong since you are the all time quarterback uh, for your home football league. So, are you ready to play?
3: Let's go. And by the way, before right. we
1: start, I still have not watched The Office.
3: So what I thought, the hell? oh, Hester. I've Come tried. On. I've tried a couple different times, guys. You know, uh, everybody likes a different flavor of tea, and it has not yet uh, been my
0: flavor. Get it's through not, season one. I, Get through season one. That's all you have to do, and it's smooth sailing from there. I prom- you, you just got to be able okay. to, to grind a, at those first few episodes, and it's worth it in the end, I promise.
3: All right, so well, I'm yeah, putting a lot of trust in guys. I mean, hey, streaming content right now, it's very, very important. I mean, maybe more important than anything else going on in, in every other household, right, outside of, <laughs> of everything going on outside the household. So uh, if I take your recommendation, and I'm six seasons or Six episodes, I should say, yeah, and it's not good. I know who to blame.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's not good, you need to blame yourself because it's a fantastic show, Hester. Uh, And our (laughs) first question, our first question is, what is your favorite show you binge-watched during quarantine?
3: Oh, you're going to love this, and y'all are going to run with this, I know. So I've been watching, uh, obviously, Ozark and everything else, and the Tiger King, like everybody. But my wife started Vampire Diaries, and it is a teen drama. It's a CW show. (laughs) Dude, and, and let me tell you, I have, like, no embarrassment of what I watch. Like, give me my yeah. story. Like, I'm going to watch Dawson's Creek I love all it. day, every day. Like, I, I watched it on his live. I watched the reruns on TBS. Picture this, a dorm room with me, Matt Flynn, and Kyle Williams, who played a long time in the NFL for Buffalo. We used to get up and, you know, Dawson's Creek would find its way on the TV as we're getting ready to go to class. And so I have no shame in my game. My wife has been watching the Vampire Diaries, and I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't tell her to turn it.
1: Okay. Wow. I, I love the confidence. D- listen, it, speaking of, like, CW shows, do not for a second turn on that show All-American. It is going to make you so mad watching them try to attempt to play anything remotely close to football. Just okay, don't do see, it. I can't, do, fo- I do, can't it.
3: do any, really, any football thing. I can't do it. I overanalyze yeah. it way too much. and So I can't, I don't even attempt to do anything related to football.
0: That's wait, 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 Hester, Hester, have you not seen Friday Night Lights? I have. Well, Friday Night Lights, is, is I think, is
3: close uh, to a football, uh, you know, realism that you'll find. And there's some movies. I don't even remember. like. I love the program. But I, I have found that football is the toughest for me, and maybe it's because it? I played football. But it, it is so hard to create the live action to make it believable to me. Like, if you've got a receiver out there, and Buddy Boy just can't run a sevener, I'm not going to watch it. Like, if if he is fumbling through his brakes when he's breaking off his route, or if I see a running back put the ball in the wrong arm, he's running to the left, the ball's in his right arm, I'm like, this is not realistic. Every running back coach in America would break his whistle on his helmet if he had that ball in the right hand. So, for me, football is tough. Friday Night Lights, I think, is the standard. But there's been a lot of misses, way more misses than hits. True,
1: true. Yeah. See, Connor, it's not just me with baseball when they have that left handed shortstop and rookie of the year whatever it was. Oh, <laughs> um, out, yeah, it's like, the worst. Here. We
3: know that's never going to happen. There's not gonna be a left handed catcher, so don't give me that. It's not real.
1: Oh god. Okay, second question. Here we go. How many be honest about this? How many showers are you taking a week? Oh man, a ton. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I am a big
3: guy, hey, man, you, you better be clean, uh guys. So and you know, everybody I think's working out during the coronavirus going on. And so, look, I'll, I'll go ahead and spill some details. Again, no shame in my game. So, uh, when I get a bath shower, when, oh, I'm getting there. When I, I, try, you know, I try to run three miles a day, shower, before I go to bed, give me a bath. Give me a bath. I'm aching. <laughs> Draw me
1: a bath. My knees
3: are swollen. I need a bath. I'm going to soak my big butt in some hot water. And I'm not alone in this. Me and Chris Doering have had this conversation on SEC this morning. We are team Bath. Those old athletes have to soak our old joints at the end of the night. So I average, you know, three times. So two showers and a bath.
1: Wow. That's, that's like, I was going to say so I'm down much. to like two a week. I mean, just, <laughs> oh, but also like the three, I'm not running three miles a day. Like I'm not running okay, three so, miles of. So a,
3: you're that guy, like you're the guy that in a locker room, we'd get done with like a Friday or Saturday practice in the NFL and you were so worried about making sure you got, you know, whatever was planned for that weekend in, that you would take what we call a shower pill, right? Like, you ain't going to bathe type deal. Like, you're going to run (laughs) straight from the field, put your clothes on to go get your car all funky and just stinky.
1: I watched multiple Bama games my, my sophomore and junior season playing baseball where I sprinted home in my cleats and didn't change out of them until halftime. So yes, yes, yeah. I guess. and honestly, now that I say it out loud, it seems like a problem. Let's move on to the next question. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I got to yeah. see a doctor Athletes about that. Foot, um, yeah. first, first place you're going to go once uh, quarantine is over. Oh,
3: that is such a great question. I saw a picture. So my in-laws live in Panama City Beach, and I saw a picture. It popped up on one of my social media feeds. It was like you know a year ago today, and it was me. My wives, my four boys, uh, all of my in-laws just sitting there drinking some Coronas on the beach. And I was like, I would give almost anything right now to be in Panama City Beach, on the water, drinking some cold adult beverages. That would be right now just like the ultimate, playing frisbee football with the boys in between said cold adult beverages. But so for me, I'm heading straight to some beach.
1: I feel like I just watched like, a, like Top Gun if it was like a Bud Light commercial. It felt amazing. That was good. Oh, that it was real good. I need to now. Um, if I look like Tom Cruise or Val Kilmer playing the volleyball scene, sign me up. Let's go. Hester, yeah, I'll be honest with you, man. If you if you ended up going to play beach volleyball wearing jeans, we would have an issue. We'd have to talk. Sure, that's about that. true. Yeah, but
3: hey, I've I've got to help them out. They were in San Diego. They were at Miramar, with San Diego weather. Uh, can you can get away with the jeans a little bit. It's still not a good look. I can't imagine having sand in between denims. That's not good. A lot of chafing. Uh, chafing goes on. Uh, in that situation, but it was San Diego, so i throw a small pass.
1: And you want to talk about some athletes, too. They get football wrong, but volleyball, they nailed it. Um, <laughs> next <laughs> question yeah. here. Uh, SEC coach you would most want to be quarantined with?
3: Oh, man, that's a that, that's a PB question. That's fantastic. Okay, so I'll try not to be an homer because, obviously, Coach O would be a lot of fun. But if we go away from being a homer, oh, man, Uh so, like Sam Pittman comes to mind, but he brings a lot of energy. You know, sometimes you just don't have that energy. Sometimes you just want to turn it off a little bit. Yeah. So, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Mike Leach. I think Mike Leach would be very, very interesting. And also, he looks like he wants his personal space at times. Like he would get tired of me before I got tired of him. And I, I think that would be the perfect, uh, you know, marriage during a quarantine to be able to get some Mike Leachisms and some of his quirkiness out and. Also, like, hey, buddy, I'm going to go back because you're talking way too much.
1: Yeah, Leech Le- also kind of seems the kind of guy that when you wake up and turn the light on, he's just in the room already, and you like just for whatever reason, like he was like, watching <laughs> you sleep. Um, hey, he's my like,
3: guy. Oh, there's no way that you're beating him into the living room for the morning coffee. Like, if you no. get up at three a.m., he's going to make damn sure that at two fifty-nine, he's up in the living room already with his cup of coffee.
1: I'm reading this book about pirates and. Who yeah. didn't uh, like pirate right. stories. Come on. More dominant season. I, now,
3: I, I do need to add one more name. I would have said my former coach, Nick Saban. Yeah. But I feel like he would expect way too much in quarantine. He would still be talking about the process. He would still have a high expectation level of what I'm getting done on a daily basis. And I mm-hmm. think that would just be a lot of pressure.
1: Well, I mean, you're either getting better or you're getting worse, Hester. I mean, that's how, that's how it works. Um, yeah, I know. And right. I don't want to get any better right now. me neither uh more dominant season joe burrow or joe exotic oh
3: what a great question i'll go joe burrow because joe dominated from september until january where joe exotic probably goes away here in a couple weeks
1: Uh, no chance there's no chance um that's i mean it's a good answer but there's no way he goes away not in our hearts uh we just got a peloton (laughs) that i have been um i've used twice What should I make my username on the Peloton? Should it be Bike Shula, Bike Tyson, or Bike the Tiger? It needs to be uh, Bike Shula because you're a Bama fan. And let's not forget, Mike Shula had that
3: team as a top five team in the country in November back in 2005. Didn't get a lot of credit for that season. So maybe just as a tip of the cap for that one 2005 season, you go Bike Shula. But, But with the way you're talking, it's more of somebody else's bike that you kind of borrow a couple
1: times yeah yeah also i i (laughs) I tried to sign up for nance nance armstrong and it was already taken so i was pretty upset about that oh for sure Um, yeah that wouldn't go yeah uh okay let's see we got we got two more here what is your favorite thing to grill we just bought a grill as well and i have no idea what i'm doing so what's your favorite thing to grill
3: uh favorite thing to grill that is a that's a good question i'm a big torch out fan Love to grill some pork mm. chops. Uh, you know, obviously, you'll throw some steaks and chicken on there. But for me, uh, my wife seasons pork chops like exactly how they're supposed to be. So we are a big pork chop fan with going on the grill there. Because okay. for me, the way that I eat my steaks, I should say, like my, my sons probably wouldn't eat them. Like, have you ever seen the movie The Cowboy Way?
1: yeah it's a great I've movie
3: yeah okay okay you know it cut off its horn wipe it's nasty <laughs> you know what put on a plate okay well that's how i take my steak and my sons don't so we have to cook them separate already and so it's a whole ordeal
1: yeah i mean that's oof, that, anybody anything over medium is just it's terrifying to me um oh, I mean, last yeah, question yeah, I, I want that son of a
3: gun still moving
1: cowboy way <laughs> reference man we don't get enough cowboy Ray, way references a, a um, all reason. right last question here Finish this sentence for me. I would give up what for football season?
3: Oof, I would give up what? I mean, first one's probably off the table with the wife. Um, <laughs> look, uh, as we all know, football is king in, in, in our footprint. Uh, there's a lot of things that we would give up uh, outside of, uh, of my children and my wife anything's on the table i mean we got some bargaining chips i I don't know what i can give you to make sure there's a football season but like i said if their last name's not hester they are on the trading block because i am (laughs) jonesing for some football right now i mean i am going to be watching this nfl draft like pick 157 to me is going to be the biggest moment ever because i'm going to be that dialed in every pick i'm going to sit there i'm going to analyze it just because we need football i need football and so look for me i don't care what it is you can have my car you can have my house you can have my championship ring my
1: jersey jersey,
3: like you can have like all of that i'll put it in a pile just give me some football like if i don't see the texas longhorns walk into death valley in september i will be highly highly upset now I understand, and I'm I, look. I'm a big, I'm a big believer, and we've got to make sure everything is, is done the right way. It's got to be safe for everybody involved. But if it yeah. is safe, please, I need that in my life.
1: I, so you explained that so much better than I did when when my fiance and I we had to postpone our wedding again, and we moved it to October. But it's not a Thursday, so it's not a fall wedding on a Saturday because we're not going to miss football. And I openly said, I was like, yeah, okay, well, like if we don't have a football season, that's going to be the worst thing that happens all year. She's like, well, what if we don't have a wedding? I'm like. Well, we can get married literally any time. Any time. We can do it today. How did that go over? It went over really poorly. I'm really glad you asked. It yeah. did not go over well. Yeah, there's no um, shot sure that that went over well. But look, you just don't get married Saturdays in the fall
3: in the South. No, like That just doesn't no happen. If you're in the SEC footprint and you schedule a Saturday wedding, I don't care if it's a home or an away game, just know that I will never make it there. There is yeah. no... There is no circumstance or situation where I'm going to a wedding when there is a South Asian Conference football team playing. I don't care who it is. It can be Vanderbilt, Missouri. It can be LSU, Alabama. I treat that all the same, and I'm just not coming. And you can be blood. You Agreed. can be a close relative. I'm not making it.
1: Well, I've missed weddings I was in. I hear you, man. I hear you, Hester. Uh, this is great. <laughs> let, me, let me add these up. You know what? It's, usually we say 69 points. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 18 18. Ah, there Ooh. we go. Okay. How about there you Panger go? to
3: the crowd. Nice. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Of course. Nice. Well, Hester, and you are for you our all, favorite. You are my guys. I'm going to try The Office one more time. Thanks. Thank I mean, stop saying that's that's tofu.
1: Yes. Don't say it's like trying. It's a great show. Yeah. And where's my Shreveport Look, I, stuff?
3: I, 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 I'm in the minority. Three one eight three one. Great. I'll get you that shirt. But um, I'm in the minority of The Office. I understand that. I'll give it one more try. It's me. It's, it,
0: it's totally me. It's not you you got to start yeah. in order. Got to go in order, start from the very beginning you don't, you and don't have just... to do that. No, you do because <laughs> if you just randomly go around and watch them, you're not going to like that's those are the people who are always on the fence about the show. If you just start from the beginning, you get attached to the storylines. I promise if you can stick with Vampire Diaries, you can stick with hey, the hey Easy, well, easy. Don't talk about. He also about probably didn't have like a diaries. set of
1: rules to follow with Vampire Diaries. Hey, hey, I I uh, I just walked in my house. My wife is hearing
3: me say oh, that. We'll try the office again. She's giving me a big thumbs down right now, but we'll try it again <sighs> just for y'all. All right. Okay, I last thing before you
1: go. Go turn on season five episode, I think it's 11, Connor, Stress Relief. Just go watch that episode and we will talk to you soon.
0: Okay, I'll get it done. Esther, we will talk okay. soon. Be well, my friend. All right, fellas. Always a pleasure. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate it. See you, bud. We're now excited to be joined by another very special guest. I say another because... Tom, wait, wait, wait,
3: wait. Another? Yes. There, there was yes. a previous guest?
0: Well,
1: we yes. had a five-minute interview with Cole that went on for two two and a half hours, and uh, that was pretty much about it.
3: Hold on. Let me back up. Say, do the part where you say, say my name, say my name.
0: <laughs> this is Beyonce Knowles, um, our good friend. No, this is, this is, in case you haven't figured it out, this is Tom Hart. Now, Tom, we have already had PB and Hester on today. So this is kind of similar to when we did our live show. And I think we announced you last during that too, kind of a best for last sort of deal. So congratulations on that.
3: You say that like it's a compliment. The reality is I sleep later than anyone else. So you couldn't (laughs) get me at any other time besides last. Nice. That's fair. That's That's definitely true. You're a growing
1: boy. I mean, you know, you got to get your sleep.
3: So true. So true. Besides, i got to stay up late tonight and watch all these live uh, li-
0: Never mind. <laughs> we'll stay clear of that. Um, I, first question though, so you um, had a response, a nice little response to my tweet uh, a couple weeks ago, announcing that we were doing a Tiger King special for Casual Friday. And your response was, in your bitter haste, was, sorry, I didn't pick up. I didn't know that was you not calling. <laughs> so this is me calling. But Tom, the question is obvious Do you think you're better than Tiger King?
3: I know I'm better than Tiger King. That guy's in jail right now. I'm not in jail. I win. You, you the were last in jail. Time you were
1: on here. You were on jail. And first off, better at what, Tom? Not Tigers. <laughs> no. No, not tigers. Um,
3: that guy's pretty amazing. I, I think that he got thrown in jail, sentenced to prison just for the show and for his own popularity.
1: Oh, and
3: I think he's. I think he's. Despite the recordings that come out of those phone calls, uh, you know, I think he's comfortable in there. I. I think he's. He's cool with it because he's going to cash in on the back end.
0: But he's gonna that get twenty be. years in prison, though. So that's kind of like, you know, hey, what's what's cashing in if twenty years from now, when we're all riding on our, our spaceships, how much is he really gonna see that on the back end?
1: Well, I mean, he cashed well, in I a mean, pretty good time because right now we're all just at home. True. Yeah, look at the economy right now. I mean,
3: they, I mean, he's getting three hots in a cot. I think he's winning.
1: <laughs> all right, that's fair. That's fair. Twenty Hadn't years of summer like camp, man. <laughs>
0: Um, Tom, we, we haven't had you on since, um, unfortunately, after post the post-opening weekend of the XFL and last time we were talking, everything was all well and good. And we're talking about you know how, how the, the sport was really going to hopefully make some changes just because of what we've seen from the XFL and some of the success they had early on. Since this has, you know, since all this has happened and we found out, you know, last week that the XFL employees, there's no plans to be able to come back in 2021. Um, are we at all responsible for the downfall? Because I can't help but wonder if if we had just been a little bit more like maybe pessimistic or something like that. And been like, oh, it totally won't work. We, our prediction would have been wrong. And instead we said, oh, this is going to work. Everything's going well. So, so are we... we- Okay, my bad. Me, am I at fault for the downfall of the XFL? And if so, I apologize. Hashtag Florida man shuts down league. No, you know who's right?
3: responsible? Uh, uh, my my brother-in-law. We were playing everybody's favorite uh, 2020 parlor game, Drawed or Drawed 2 or something like that. Are you guys experienced this phenomenon? It's kind of like um, charade. Slash of uh, what's the picture game When you draw a picture. And it's, yeah, it's like, it's like electronic Pictionary in a way. So we're in the middle of a draw game, and uh, he's off camera, which, you know, at most weasels would be. And he says ter- totally earnestly, Hey, uh, Tom, did you hear that the XFL claimed bankruptcy today? Oh, no. Why, why? No, sir, I didn't. Why don't you tell me that my dog got hit by a car? Like, yes, I'm aware Jeez. what happened. I lost the job. Really cool, bro. Really cool. So yeah, I'm doing it Where does I'm it live? It Do you up, want us to say up, something? Up. Um, I was gonna get something off my chest, but I think I'm good now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I got Tom. I gotta ask the hair situation and the beard situation that you're dealing with right now. What are the plans for that in the near and distant future?
3: That's a great question. Um, I, I feel like i bought stock at the perfect time. I got back from Nashville after the SEC tournament was canceled. And um, early that next week, I went to my barber and I said, hey, here's the deal. Let's go as short as possible without making me look like Cole. So I'm still in pretty good shape. <laughs> uh, I nobody wants to look like Cole, let's be honest. Um, I'm still in pretty good shape. I have grown and shaved my full beard twice now since quarantine has started. Oh. I, I, yeah. Um, the last time I did it, I left a killer mustache. And, um, our house, you know, our family was going to have rock star night that night where we emulate singers, and I was keeping it for my character. I don't want to give it away, but he was going to rock you, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and um, then I had to, I, I had to get rid of that because my neighbors were looking at me really funny. But before I did that, I FaceTimed <laughs> with your friend and mine, Jordan Rogers, and he was ah. blown away blown away by my mustache. I mean, he probably texted both of you afterwards. I'm sure he did
1: uh, because he so called funny. me right away. He called me right away. We well, FaceTime yeah. in public a lot.
3: Well, we tried to, we tried to three way you into the call, but you didn't pick up, which was odd. Uh, it was his idea. Um, but yeah, so I run the gamut. And then the next thing on my list, this is an old Hart family tradition. This is something my, my dad did with, uh, with myself and my older brother. Uh, I'm going to cut my son's hair and nice. I, I'm going to try my, yeah, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try my best. But if I screw it up, who cares? You know, Nobody's going to see him. And the you way know, I view yeah. it is if I, if I nail it, we can save a lot of money. So I had to, I had to bribe them for this. And I said, listen, um, find out, take the average of the three nearest barbershops to our house, find out, uh, what they charge average that, And if you let me cut your hair a second time, I will give you that amount to spend either during the quarantine or once the quarantine is over. That's fair.
1: That's a good deal. It's a great deal. I mean, and you're creating memories that will later probably cause therapy, but you're creating memories nonetheless.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifth grade, um, my brother... Was being bullied in the elementary school bathroom because my dad took a chunk out of his hair right behind oh, the no. ear, and so uh, our neighborhood friend had to step up and tell the bully to step off. It was almost a throwdown in uh, Our Lady of Lords boys restroom on the west wing back in uh, back in the late '80s. Snap! That
1: sounded really cool. That sounded like an '80s movie.
0: That's I, that's did. all I was
1: picturing right there. Lady of Lords, too. That, sound, that sounds like something like Will Ferrell would say before Anchorman. That was good. <laughs> Lady of Lords, that was a great highlight. <laughs> um, so I, 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 have, I have my first question here. What's the laziest thing you've done during, during quarantine? I've talked to you, like, a little bit, and, and I only ask this question because it makes me feel better about some of the stuff I've done. Like, I laid down the other day and, to brush my teeth. So that's, that's where I've peaked. Oh yeah, and I wasn't even sad. I was just like, you know what? Just take a load off, Chris. You know, I mean, we're not training for the Olympics right now. Uh, so what's what's the laziest thing you've allowed yourself to enjoy since you're always, always, always on the go?
3: I, get, uh, I will answer that question. Just We're going to talk like real stuff, or are we just going to screw around the whole time? If so, no, it's casual gonna, Friday. Oh, I'll just stay eyes in. Okay. So um, that's a great question. You know, there's really not much to wake up for in the morning. Like kids aren't trying to make it to the bus stop, you know? And I know that sounded really depressing the way I it said did, it. There's yeah. Not much to wake up for. <laughs> yeah,
2: I apologize. Um, I found myself, like, I,
3: full disclosure, I didn't really like Tiger King. But I was, I was willing to watch the entire thing just to see what would happen at the end. But I wasn't, like, into it. I mean, maybe a little bit. But my wife literally, she sits down on the couch one night. She didn't even sit down. She just did a, a drive-by. She's like, she stopped. She watched for about 20 seconds. And she goes, are you, are you serious with this show? Go, what do you mean? She goes, do you really like it? Because uh, maybe I need to get to know you better. You really like this show? And I said, listen,
1: <laughs> if
3: I had anything else to do, or there were sports going on, or there was a live game, or I was getting ready to pack for a trip, yeah, there's no way I'd be watching this show, but there's nothing else going on. So I feel like that was kind of a pretty lazy, like I'm going to stay on the stay on the couch and and watch. Um, i read a lot of books. I feel like that's really lazy, like Sick learning guy. about Churchill. What's lazier than that? Right. Um, <laughs> keep, calm an and, keep calm and carry on. Like that sounds like the laziest prime minister to me. Like the Luftwaffe is bombing London and he's like, Hey, just chill. What? Yeah, no. check out these like, tote bags. My house got bombed. Right. Uh yeah, that seems kind of lazy. So that's it, man. I mean, I don't I don't know how else to answer that question. Well,
1: in hindsight, I wish I didn't open it up with I laid down to brush my teeth, but uh, <laughs> that's fine. Um <laughs> so next question I have here. I was gonna ask what you what you binge watched uh in the meantime, so watch Tiger King. What else have you binge watched during this uh, this sportsless time?
3: Okay, like I, I don't mean to sound like I'm in an ivory tower or anything, but oh, the TV has really been off in the house for the most part. Like what? The, yeah, it sounds it sounds weird to say, but okay. So if, like, if there are no live sports or Sports Center. Or you know, SVP, a big reason to watch. Like, let me catch the highlights and catch up with stuff. Our TV's just kind of generally off now. I am hashtag uh, Team Fauci, so I you know I check in with the news updates. I've I've really, I've really tapered off in that regard because it just it puts you in a bad place. But I love I love the Fauci man. Yeah, I love the Fauci man, Uh, especially since he said like yesterday or something like you know college football could come back, baseball could come back if you do it right. I was like, dude, I love you so much. Um yeah. I and I'm getting I'm getting back into Ozark, but when I binge watch stuff, like usually Sunday night is a good night for me to binge watch. Well, when I'm in the middle of football season and I've been grinding or whatever sport it is and not like I'm digging ditches, but you know, when I'm just going non-stop, once everybody's in bed, 10:30 at night on a Sunday like I'm going to sit down, pour a drink, and watch something that's going to entertain me and just kind of take my mind off of everything. Uh, I have I found less of a need for that these days. So I'm, I'm behind on Ozark. I watched another episode last night, and I'm just trying to watch, like, but I can't sit down. It's really weird. I can't sit down and watch, like, five, six episodes at a time.
1: You sound like every, like, childhood friend of mine's dad that loved love to do puzzles.
3: Oh, New York Times crossword app! I'm crushing that thing. I put my book down at night, put it by the bedstand, fire that baby up, and yeah, yeah, I'm so old. We've got our neighbors have given us puzzles. We've got a dining room table full of puzzles right now. Um, we did the Lego um, Friends television set. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So you puzzles know, little, are little projects here and there. I like that. See, I don't think are good. puzzles are underrated. I feel like Legos are definitely underrated, unless you step on one. Yeah, that's that's the downside. Yeah. That's um, good. so before we do two minute drill and and we just do the rapid fire random questions, the last time we had you on, I think well, I think we were still me and my fiance were still going to get married, uh, and it hadn't been postponed yet because of the corona, um, and so I asked you to give me as well as our listeners some just really good your best advice for like for the wedding day. Um, and then I said wrong answers only. So I know that for a lot of parents that being at home with their kids when they're not in school and they're having to kind of adjust this new lifestyle, what's the best advice you can give to parents stuck at home during this quarantine with their kids? Wrong answers only.
3: Well, I found that they really like for you during the school day, our kids are, um, they're doing everything virtual. there's not like a whole lot of hands-on stuff that we need to help them with, which is which is great. But to answer your question, I've found that when they are having a a zoom class with um, their teacher and their friends, it's really helpful if you just stand right behind them, even better if you can get in the shot. and if you know if if you're the kind of person that walks around the house in a towel or maybe you have a robe like whatever you can do just so their classmates understand like hey look uh emma's dad is there to support her and and he's not worried about how he looks to other people like he's just a normal guy half naked guy in the middle of this third grade zoom class like i think that would be my best advice it shows that you're there to support. The kids love it. They just look over the shoulder, and you're there constantly. It's reassuring to them in these troubled times. Like you're under my wing. You're here. I'm here to protect you.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, I love that answer.
0: I think it's great, Tom, Tom. Especially if you have a mustache, you know. Oh uh, yeah. Half naked dude with a mustache and a robe. Nothing. Nothing sets the mood like that for for the Zoom call for sure. That's how all my nightmares start. I don't. Start. So that's, I that's don't smoke. Good
3: yeah i think it's great i don't smoke but i feel like to really round it out like i need um i need a half smoked stogie the mm-hmm. the fatter and stinkier the better
1: <laughs> I, um i really feel like that would pay it off and throw in like a like a rolled up like just gambling notebook from like like a horse race and like somewhere in <laughs> suburban maryland like not a real place that you would go bet on but like Somewhere like you've heard of through a friend of a friend that like they shoot the horses afterwards like that's, that's really that'll tie the room together.
3: Do you guys want to want to hear a great gambling story? Yes. So we were in Lexington uh, for football this fall, and I try to take uh, each of my kids on at least one road trip a year. So I took my youngest. I took Emma. She's in third grade, and um, it was a perfect trip like there's a lot of activity uh we went up there thursday we went to kentucky football practice we had pizza for dinner that night i think we ordered room service dessert um friday we get up we take her coaches meetings she sits in with stoops and all that stuff friday afternoon we go over to more meetings friday night we go to uh, kentucky had their big blue madness so she was on the floor for that she thought it was kind of cool i guess um but let me rewind. Friday afternoon, it was when Keeneland was going. It was the fall meet for Keeneland. Mm. And we've done a couple television shoots out there. So I reached out to the people who run Keeneland. And, you know, just the PR guy I said, hey, I'd like to bring my daughter. I'd love, you know, it's possible to get a couple tickets. Well, I'm an idiot. For I mean, that that's the background of this. I'm an idiot. But tickets only cost like five bucks. So. There was no need for me to ask for a hookup.
0: Pulling strings.
3: Yeah. I was Pulling strings for 10 bucks. Come on. Let's be smarter than that. Um, But little did I know he, the, the, the like Keeneland box wasn't being used that day. So he said, sure. No problem. Here's the box. We get there. I run, uh, my stats guy goes with me. Um, He has family in the horse business. He's super bright guy. Um, his in-laws live in Lexington. So we walk into the box with my daughter and the usher, the usher, I think he was around for the Spanish flu. He comes over and he says, <laughs> hey, may I ask you gentlemen a question? He said, you know, only only like really famous people use this box. Like, and every day it's somebody different and it's always somebody really famous so without being rude can i just ask like are are you guys famous or important no without breaking a beat my my stats guy turns and and motions towards emma who's sitting between us and he said he said oh well we are nothing we're nobodies. we're just caretakers but she her grandmother owns secretariat she is a-
1: <laughs> And I really, oh and we'd
3: really rather not have that information be public. And the guy's like, wow, okay, yeah, by all means. So we watch a race or two. Uh, I explain to my daughter how to bet. We go down to a window. I, I, you know, say, why don't you pick, I'm going to pick these horses. You pick whatever you want. So she picks a horse to win. And I said, hey, that's great. But, you, you know, the odds of that horse winning are slim, but you can pick win, place, or show, or you can pick a few different horses, and she says, no, 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 dad. I'm picking that horse, and that horse is going to win. Okay. okay, fair enough. So she puts her two bucks on the horse. Yeah, We grab a, a Coke and a hot dog. We go up. We sit down. Next race, her horse wins the race. So now this guy is convinced that we are there with a nine year old savant. And I turned to her and I said, I said, hey, you just, you know, you just turn that two bucks into 14 bucks or 12 bucks, whatever it is. We can can place another bet and you can turn the 12 into 24. You win another one. You get 24 into 48. Next thing you know, you're leaving here with a couple hundred bucks. She goes, Dad, I'm going to leave with my $12. I'm oh no! She says, "I'm not going to make another bet." That's why they call it gambling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know, I just got owned. I just got owned by a nine-year-old.
1: So you know, respect. I, I think it, I don't. I don't even think we should do two-minute drill now. I, I feel like that, that story we should end on it because that that Let's is an, it. that's incredible. And also, it's. I mean, it is kind of defeating that your uh, daughter is not yet in middle school and she's already more responsible with her money than I am. Um, good for her. But does like, also does she like have any tips for like football season? Like a to bet on.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to wait until, you know, some of the publications come out and she'll, she'll regale you with her picks. I had some really serious topics to discuss with you guys. Um, and what, some what information they? I want to get off my chest. I don't know. I, I thought I was doing a different podcast.
1: I mean, we could be that podcast. So you would just, you know, start with the, the topic that's most pressing and we'll, let's we'll not be anybody we we're not, okay?
3: Let's not be anybody we're not. Let's just let's okay, own it. Back to
1: the nine year old's game. Be who we are.
3: Yeah. And and by the way, this is why I'm gonna be dad of the year. I never paid her twelve bucks. Wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Took <laughs> it to a crap's table and turned it into a terrible night. <laughs>
3: exactly. I went to Vegas with Andy Kennedy in December and lost it all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a sentence that is! Goodness gracious, Tom! Well, that was great, is, man. This was this was fun. This was really good. You were, I think, you were made for Casual Friday. The first time that we talked to you at SEC Media Days, and you told us the story about you being in jail repeatedly, um, allegedly. Um, you, that, that kind of set the stage right there where we always knew that you were going to be built for when we finally had a casual Friday pod. So congratulations. This has been a long time. Yeah. Hold on. I was I haven't been in jail. I haven't been in jail
3: repeatedly. I've been questioned a couple times, but I've never, I haven't been in jail repeatedly.
0: Well, the, the trip to Mexico, you know, we, we heard about that, the spring break deal.
1: I think, I think you do well in jail. I think I think you know, like your personality could be a you know, like hustle with the guards everything like that. You get a lot of free time. You do really well in jail.
3: Kind of what kind of what this quarantine feels like, to be honest with you. Can they get podcasts in jail? Because if so, shout out to my friend Robert down in Houston. He's he's having a rough go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys check out the Jailbird podcast. Every uh, well, whenever his parole comes up, you definitely want to check that out. It's really good stuff.
0: Dom, um, you uh, you would do better than Joe Exotic in jail. I can say that with uh, with certainty. I think uh, you'd be able to to survive
1: and and make a lot of friends.
0: No doubt about it.
1: Um, also, uh, real quick, I feel like we should start. You, I want you to say that to like to Jordan because I feel like I'm going to start saying it to people as a compliment, but it's like the worst compliment ever. <laughs> like, you know what? I think you do well in jail. You should just just like out of nowhere, out of the blue, one day, just mention that to Cole and see how it goes. Um, You know that meme, which is the the guy pointing at his head, nodding, like,
3: you know, you can't do this if you do this, right? Like, my comment, my answer to that is, it's easier to make friends in jail if your friends are already in jail.
0: (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Life hack. All right. True words have never been said. (laughs) <laughs> Tom, hopefully next time we talk to you, we're actually going to have sports to talk about instead of, you know, you getting jealous that we're favoring Netflix shows over you. It's nothing personal. Um, kind of personal, but nothing too personal. So, um, stop reading but yeah. books, man. Yeah, stop reading books. Start um, re-watching old games like us and do what all the cool kids are doing. So, um, yeah, we'll talk to you real soon. Appreciate you coming on. And... Uh, yeah, tell us any tips about uh, gambling, too, with, with, with horses from your 9-year-old daughter, please.
3: Guys, thank you so much for having me on. And after this conversation, I know exactly who not to invite to my book club.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. We don't want to go anyways. But, I mean, stop speaking for me, Connor. I definitely I didn't want to go, go anyways. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I'm going to go try Tom. to make jail friends. I'll talk to you guys later. Talk to you soon, Tom.
3: Thanks, guys. Always remember, collect calls from jail.
0: Alright, so for Casual Friday this week, we've got something a little bit new to close out. We're not totally deviating from 4th and Wrong, I promise. We're going to have 4th and Wrong back soon, but want to do something a little bit different that our good buddy, Jay Woody, came up with this whole concept for Stump Marler. So Jay, tell the people kind of what the concept is and what you ultimately want to see, and please just say you want it to be Stump the Schwab. <laughs>
3: I want, to, I want to make it where uh, eventually Chris loses his job because we showed that he has no SEC knowledge. Um, Boom. It's like so nobody ever
1: remembers that I won an entire damn game show. But yes, not with SEC go trivia on, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tried Not with SEC trivia.
3: Um, so basically, I'm going to open it up to the Facebook group. We're going to get a whole bunch of questions each week. I'm going to pair out probably the best five or six, and we're going to hit Chris with them, blindside them, not give him any time to research, and see if he – is really as knowledgeable as he pretends to be or whether he just has great Google skills, one of the two.
1: But, and, and so I'll piggyback on that and to be clear before anyone gets like, I, I can already tell you right now that, what, what's his name? Matthew Gordon is going to be like, who was the Kentucky leading receiver in 1968? I'm, I'm not going to know anything about that. Randall Cobb. Like, it's got to be, it's got to be like, not, not knowledgeable where it's easy, but like it's got to be worded in a way where it's not just some obscure fact like, oh, yeah. Like, so all right, anyway, I'll put out some right.
3: rules to it then. So I'll say it's, it's got to be after 1985. I'll say it's got to be something that a good team fan will know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll, I'll word it up. We'll put it out on the Facebook group. But I, I, the more we can get that you don't know, the better for me, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I
1: mean, so, and don't ever take it too much, guys, because I can I can promise you this will be probably a, a one-time segment because you guys can get real tired of me being right all the time.
0: <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> okay. Well, let's – all right, I'm that
0: very com- – On that very (laughs) confident note, we've got three questions here that are related to the NFL draft. And then after, Jay is going to do rapid fire. So... Marlar, the way that we're gonna the way that we're gonna structure this, you're gonna get a total score. So it's kind of like flipping the script for you, you know, at the end of our interviews when we tell our guests that they got some sort of 69 points, whether it's 69, 169, 269, whatever, you're gonna get a certain point total that Jay is going to assign to you. So <laughs> roll reversal here. Marler, are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Since 1985, the SEC has had 10 overall first first number one picks, number one picks in the NFL draft. I'll give you 30 seconds to name all of these number one picks that the SEC has seconds. had since 1985. You know what? Let's let's scratch, not 30 seconds. We'll give you a minute because that's that's a tough question. We'll give you a full minute. Can you name all 10 of the number one overall picks that the SEC has had since
1: 1985? So since, like, it says 80, the, the year 85 counts, though. Year 85. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Bo Jackson was number one overall that year, but he didn't end up going to Tampa Bay because he, what do you call it? He went and played for the Royals. So Bo Jackson, um, okay, let's see, let's see, let's see, 90s. So Peyton, um, Eli, but he wasn't in the 90s, but Eli also. Tim Couch was the year after Peyton, so that's 97, 98. Um, let me see, let me see. Oh, my God, Jamarcus Russell. Uh Stafford from UGA. Cam. Cam. Cam was a number one pick. Um, okay, let me take, let me oh, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett was. Um,
0: you have two remaining. Two remaining.
1: Was Clowney a number one pick? Was no. he? No. No, he wasn't. Wait. I don't Ten know. seconds I don't left, Marlar. I don't know the other two. Time's up. Time's up. You're you're conceding? Brody Croyle. Close. Close. Very close.
0: (laughs) Uh, Clowney was, in fact, the number one overall pick. Andre Bruce was the other one. I don't even know who that is. 1980. Jay, correct me if I'm wrong here. 1988?
3: I believe that is correct, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was it was about two years after Bo
0: Jackson, if I remember correctly. What
1: do you mean? You believe, Jay? You're the one with the questions. You should have the answers in front of you, sir. <laughs> we, we, have, we both do.
0: We both, Jay and I, have a doc shared together, so we are looking at these answers together to make sure that I you are write, that you are indeed correct. Yeah, okay. I didn't write okay, down so the yes. I just wrote them in eight order. Out of 10. So
3: you, did, you did. pretty well. Man. I mean, no, I, I, can, can I can I can tell know. you
1: the Heisman winners from '85 on. We could do whatever you guys want to do. You just let me know. That is not the subject today, so
0: we will we will stay on on schedule here maybe we'll save the heisman for another time when we actually are talking about the heisman um okay. the draft okay <laughs> number 2 two teams tied for the most first round picks last year who were those teams and how many picks did they each have to be clear <laughs> well, those are sec teams
1: so one was mississippi state because it was like the only time in program history they had I think more than one? I don't know if that's, that's accurate, but I know that they were one of the teams. Um, hold on. This is last season, so it would have been... Josh Jacobs. Uh, I'll say Bama. Yeah, Bama. And how many did those two teams have? Josh Jacobs. Hold on, Yeah, Mississippi State had Simmons. Who was the defensive back? Um, hold on. Who did Bama have? Did Bama have a safety last year? How much time do I have on this one? Do I'll give you <laughs> five more seconds. Okay, so Josh Jacobs, um, Jonah Williams at offensive tackle, and there was somebody else. I, three. There was three. Was that is four, correct. I think, since, okay. That is correct. Okay, that's, that's a good start. That's a really good start.
0: Um, okay, only one SEC school has had a f- – first overall pick that was then named nfl rookie of the year who was it
1: Ugh. well it wasn't Peyton because after his uh heisman was stolen from him after throwing 13 interceptions he threw like a million his rookie year um it was cam newton mm. wow all right that was a pretty <laughs> good start that was a pretty good start i'm not gonna lie that was Wait. can we do like questions that like, don't make me want to die inside Hey, no,
3: no, because I came up with these questions. That's why I specifically designed them to okay. make you not want to die. inside. so, hey, um, so I think this was, if I remember correctly, this was actually Mississippi State's third time to have two or more first-round picks. So you said uh, this real. was the the, the the one time. I think this is. I'm, I'm pretty sure time it was that the, it was the most they ever had, had
1: in one. I don't think that's right.
3: No, no. Again, I said two or more. So I think there were two yeah. more years. That oh, they had okay. Two, so the first one year they had, they had three. Had three. Yeah, yeah, okay. but uh, this is not the first round. Had. I believe that is true. But I am married to a Mississippi State fan, and I got in trouble last week for uh, saying that Lane Kiffin would be the first one to beat I mean, Saban. So I be I fair, going to, I'm going to take up for her Bulldogs.
1: When when do they ever have two first round picks like
3: before oh, that? It was way back. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't recent. But I'm just saying. I, okay. I think when I read the article that I was finding this, I think they said this was their third time to do that, two or more. Okay. I'll go back and research it, but I am not going to... Yeah, you just print them off next uh, time.
0: Bulldogs. No, we, we have all this information. We're good. We're good. I know.
3: Right. All right. Here we go. All right. Next Here's question. No, This is the lightning round now. So now you have to answer things immediately. There's no thought. There's okay. no minute. There's no anything else. You got to answer them quickly. And so I opened it up to uh, somebody in the Facebook group. Uh, this is John W. Peterson. And I told him he could open it. Or he could do anything he wanted to. Make it a themed uh, group of uh, five or six questions here. And try and make it something that you didn't know about. So he chose women, the University of Tennessee, as his subject. What
1: in the Not hell Alabama. is wrong with you guys this game? <laughs> Cam Newton and Tennessee trivia. Like, what, what, right. okay, like, I'm go gonna ahead. Sit
3: there and give you Alabama. So I'm gonna say to what and do Alabama trivia. I'm gonna be like, okay, who was the uh, who holds the single everybody game, would leading, see that. uh, the single game rushing record for Alabama.
1: Okay, that's Sean Alexander that? against LSU in 1996. And yards? 291 yards as a true freshman. I was in
3: Sky that Valley, Georgia that weekend. Why that would be why we're not giving you Alabama questions. All right, here we go. University of Tennessee. Here we are. The number one. Wait, question, was that right? Was 29? that right? W. Peterson. Yes, dude. Not only was it right, it was dead on so the yardage also as well, and that makes me sick because I thought it was 294, but it's I just looked. <laughs> it you would 291. You're an idiot. Man. I can't believe you know like the entire record books. All right, here's number one.
1: Yeah.
3: You got to answer them quickly. The all time okay. leading rusher for the University of Tennessee is different than the career rushing attempt leader. Oh, Name God. both of them. Name both of them. Arian okay, Foster like is
1: one of them. Arian Foster is one know? of them, and I cannot. It's, I'm going to say Jamal Lewis, and I know it's wrong. It is wrong. Golly, Travis Henry. Travis Henry is Oh, the yes. Of all time. He was there for like eight years. Yeah.
3: <laughs> The uh, Hunter Renfro before Hunter Renfro, yeah. Uh, the I mean, number two in the 2016 Music City Bowl, Reggie White's career sack record was bested by which University of Tennessee player?
1: Derek Barnett. It is
3: Derek Barnett. Do you have any idea how many his his sacks were in his career? Thirty-nine. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. God dang it! All right, number three. <laughs> In 2012, Tyler Bray set the set the record for the total yards in the single game, single game by throwing 721 yards against this Sun Belt opponent. Was it? That's a trick question.
1: A, it was throwing beer bottles at the police cars that were driving by. <laughs> it's a true story. A. Okay, hold on. Oh, it's multiple Troy,
3: Yeah,
1: A. Troy University, B. Arkansas
3: State, C. Georgia State, D. Appalachian State.
1: Well, Georgia State wasn't in the Sun Belt then, and App State wasn't either. Uh, Troy. It is
3: Troy. Man, I did not do my research to go back and and look at the Sun Belt in 2012. This is ridiculous, dude. In 1972, the University of Tennessee became the first SEC school to start an African-American quarterback. What was his name?
1: Well, thankfully, at SCS in February, we did a tribute to Black uh, History Month. It was Conridge Holloway kenny chasney's right, favorite question. player
3: growing up bonus question what was his nickname
1: oh god yeah uh, i got you now i got you $100. i got you i not uh, um, it's not, I it's no not black mamba i can tell you
3: it is, the, artful, <laughs> <laughs> the um, artful dodger
1: the artful dodger oh okay yeah naturally <laughs> I, I can't believe i missed that one um, okay. So, Wait, uh, so that's that's me, not bad. Go ahead.
3: Go ahead and let me add up. I'm gonna add up your points here. Give me just two seconds. I've got you down as point six nine for the new lowest score. Lower than Hold my on. score that I
1: was given last week by uh, But this was an actual this was like a test <laughs> right. with actual answers and, and percentages you can get right. What did I get right? I missed the two draft <laughs> questions. I missed the Tennessee running back. You're wrong so it about the you up thing. When, when a
3: friend when a friend objectively gives you a low score, does that burn you up? Is that what you're doing? No,
1: it, just, it makes me mad when Someone I don't give that you credit saw for being smart. <laughs> dude, uh, seriously,
3: I don't know. Man, did you miss any? God dang, that was a lot. Yeah, the, uh, I missed a couple. You Travis, You missed Travis Henry, and you missed a couple of those first round picks, dude. That was it. Uh, seriously, man, that
1: was it. That that has got to be,
3: I'm going to say, seriously, 85, 90% that you got just then off the top of your head. That's yeah, imagine serious.
1: if it was about teams that I actually like. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: so first of all pod group uh chris just finally admitted that he does not like tennessee that's a, that's actually yeah that, that is i think everyone knows on that <laughs> Number two, I'm going to open it up to all of you guys. I think we've got one more week here coming up. I think next week we're going to do maybe some Heisman stuff or something like that. And then uh, we're going to start opening it up to you guys, and you guys will be able to give me questions, and we're going to see if we can stump him. Uh, you just saw how difficult that's going to be when, uh, literally, we're just throwing things off the top of our head and just nailing them every single time. So, give me something good, but don't make it obscure, and let's see what we can do with them.
1: Yeah, don't come half-stepping into this trivia jungle. With me with some crappy questions either, guys. All right, I'm gonna go watch a replay of my uh, my game show in. This is fun. Jay, is I'm gonna good.
0: Jay, I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do you a solid here. I'm gonna let you take us out. Jay Woody, what do we need to remember?
3: <laughs> and especially in the case of Marlar and Trivia, this definitely it just means more.
0: <laughs> that might mean too much. That's close enough. That's fine. That's fine. It might
3: mean too much.
0: See ya. Talk to you guys soon.